0: Welcome back, Immigrant Nation, another week, another new episode. Thank you for being here as always, and thank you for spending time with us. If you want to join our community, follow us on our social media account. Our handle is at animmigrantslife. It's also the best way to get in touch. If you or someone you know is interested in being a guest on the podcast, you can also send an email to at animmigrantslife.com. At yahoo.com. Let's connect and let's share your beautiful story. Let's make it quick since house cleaning is done. Now, let's talk about this week's episode. This week's guest is a dynamic voice actor who will share her inspiring journey from Dubai to the Philippines and her pursuit of the Canadian dream, which brought both success and unexpected emptiness but also sparking a quest for identity. Discover how she found solace through content creation and storytelling. Learn about her transition from Qatar Airways ground stewardess to becoming the captivating voice of Philippine National Railways. Tune in for insights on body shaming, raw experiences, and the profound motivation driving her creativity. And if that doesn't make you want to listen to this episode, I don't know what will. So, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa Dalawat atlo today's guest is a voiceover actor that is a Jill of all trades. She's all about meeting people and experiencing new things. Everyone, please welcome Jenny Bells.
1: Hello, everyone. Good evening.
0: Yeah, thank you for coming on the podcast, Yenny.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, before we get into anything, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you or if you want to promote anything?
1: So hi, my name is Yenny Bells and you can watch my YouTube videos. Just type Y-E-N-N-Y-B-E-L-L-E-S and you can see my food reviews around the GTA on Instagram. That's it.
0: I love, I love your page. I love that the new thing that you're trying to do, the food. I love food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know, it brings us home, speaks to our soul. Yeah. What made you decide to go in that route?
1: Well, it was actually, it's me not experiencing where I live now. So the history is, for almost my entire life, I've always wanted to immigrate to Canada it has been my goal for so long that i don't i don't even remember what i did before that it was just my goal to get out of the philippines and stay here in canada and you know one day possibly become canadian and immigrate here and have my generations to come here when i reached the goal of getting the permanent resident card i was lost cuz now my goal for the for the past like i don't know 10 to 15 my whole life basically now I've reached it, what do I do now? And then I look back and I realize I did not enjoy my life because I was so focused on that one goal that I didn't even take a look at my surroundings. Oh my God, Toronto is beautiful. I did not even notice how beautiful the people are here, everyone here, because I was just so focused on getting the PR, getting the PR, that's what I have (laughs) to do. And now I got it. I'm like, what do I do now? I've reached it. So now I'm like, okay, let's Let's meet the people. Let's experience things, and oh my, my hair, my, the the hair is on my body. Just stand up, just me saying that because like it's such a deep passion of mine now to see everything. And wow, the people here, it's it's so diverse, and the the food here is out of this world. Because literally, there it doesn't belong to any nation anymore. Because you're here in Canada, and. All the nations are here. so we, <laughs> we kind of own each other's culture now and we and everything comes together and that's how that's how Canada is. It's just a diverse country, beautiful things. and that's why my Instagram page is now dedicated. It's my own personal journey of looking at it in now a more relaxed state of like, I have no goals now. It's me just simply enjoying the things around me now.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. And it's such a gift, too, because now you have, you're comfortable in living in Canada, in Toronto, and now you're just discovering it afresh like you're a real new immigrant. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like, you know, when you watch a movie that is so good, you wish you'd haven't watched
1: it. (laughs) Yeah, you wish you can watch it the first time again.
0: And then you get jealous of people like, you haven't watched it? Oh, my God, you're so lucky. <laughs> but then you I tell know. them to watch it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of moving to Canada, what made you decide to move to Canada?
1: Oh, my. Damn, it's it's really because of the Philippines. You know, the history of, my, of me, myself, uh, my parents were OFWs. I was born in Dubai. And I have lived there for about like my entire grade school era. Went back to the Philippines and it was totally different. I'm I'm not, you know, Philippines is a beautiful country. It just has so many problems, really. Government, whatever I don't even know. It's something that our generation cannot fix, in my opinion. The first time that I realized that I needed to get out of that country was when I reached third year high school and we were studying geometry. The things that I was studying in third year high school in the Philippines, I already know since my third grade in Dubai. And from that on, I knew, oh no, this country is so left behind because a third grader anywhere, because our curriculum in Dubai was based on the UK curriculum. So to me, in my head, I knew, oh, no, my third graders around the world are just as equally as smart as the third year high school people in the Philippines. And I didn't want my 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 generations to come to actually, you know, experience that we're, we're so left behind in education. It's it's true. And then the final straw that really, really struck me is when my father had cancer. and. We all know the health system in the Philippines, it really sucks. My parents have been away from the Philippines paying taxes. So much money has been put into the country from them being an OFW. And when my father got cancer, we lost so much money because the healthcare wasn't really as supportive. We were we were lining up at 2 a.m. in the morning in Manila, dark as hell. So many people lining up like you're 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 looking at people who has no legs, people with like breathing problems, asthma, cancer everywhere, tuberculosis. Like we're all just lining up at 2 a.m. trying to get into the public hospital because we have no funds. The hospital system kind of sucks. There's no it's a first come first serve basis. And you don't even know if you can get in that day. We spent three days lining up 2 a.m. in the morning.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: (laughs) I and and like I I couldn't believe it because this is my home, you know. I'm talk you're talking about my citizenship here. I am a Filipino. Why am I not receiving care from my own country? And my father and my mother, they've been working their asses off their entire lives, and they're there two a.m. in the morning, old people trying to get in. And then when we finally did get in. I'm getting emotional because I can still remember that that day when I said, I'm leaving this country for good, regardless of what happens to me. My mother told me, you have to go home now because we can't fit in the in the charity ward of Philippine General Hospital in Manila. My father was, he couldn't talk. He couldn't move. He's just laying in bed because there's so much things on him that, you know, stuck nurses stuck st- stuff on him. We were 30 people in one room. I didn't know where my mother was sleeping. I thought there was like a separate ward. But when I was leaving the 30-people ward, I saw in my peripheral vision before I left the hospital, my mom was asking the nurse, can I have some boxes? And I'm like, what for? She was going to put the boxes under my father's bed, and she was going to lie there. She was going to sleep there. I. I says, you know. I'm never gonna let my mom experience that again. I'm gonna make it my life's mission to provide for her in a way that she's never gonna have to form a lo- like fall in line at two a.m. in the morning and sleep under someone's bed in a box.
0: That must be hard.
1: It it was very hard, but I think it was. I think it was a moment that I needed to experience that. I really needed to know and see that and feel that in order for me to wake up and say that something needs to change and that something means me leaving the country. And, you know, one day bring my mom here, or me at least, um, and provide her a better life than what she got used to and that the generations that come after me will never experience that again.
0: Yeah, you change everyone's life. Like literally changed life.
1: Yes, yes. My um, my, the first time that my mom uh, she she got an accident during Christmas. So she
0: oh, sorry to that. She okay?
1: Oh no no. She this was like last 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 Christmas. Um, she, she was in a private hospital for a per in a in a single ward private hospital. So. To me, just seeing that and, you know, she's no longer lining up at 2am, I was like, okay, that's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no more boxes.
1: No more boxes. But it was such, I needed to experience that in order for me to really make a move.
0: Thanks for sharing that. That's, uh, that's a very touching and very inspiring story. <laughs> Speaking of healthcare, mm-hmm. you know, Canada is famous for healthcare.
1: It is, it is. For yeah. the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: if you have been to... The clinic or the hospital here.
1: I have experienced when my my husband got into an accident at work. Mm. Yeah, so that was my first time trying to trying out the healthcare, and then they took his X rays and everything, gave him medicine and everything, blah blah blah. And we were waiting outside the lobby for like thirty minutes, and then the nurse asked us, "Why are you here?" So? And I'm <laughs> like, "Aren't you gonna Aren't you gonna bill us or so?" Because <laughs> I was so used to that, right? And then they just says. No, it's free. You can go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so cute. (laughs) That's so cute. I love the story. Okay, what I'm getting at is, you know how a lot of people are complaining about the healthcare in Canada being broken and this, you have to wait for 13 hours and whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's your opinion about that?
1: I think it depends on the area. We're kind of overcrowded in Toronto right mm.
0: now, right? We're just yeah.
1: filled filled with people, and currently we also have to accommodate for our asylum seekers as well, the refugees as well. We are overcrowded, and like just early this morning, um, the news said it is now twenty hours waiting time. Who oh. for you to get into emergency care? So I think oh that is insane but it is probably most be- most probably because we are overcrowded in this area now. There's not enough hospitals and I do I I have experienced that for myself cuz uh, my husband and I are trying to get pregnant. Oh. And yeah. For me to schedule a my family doctor, it took me a, a week <laughs> to to just get into her schedule. So I says, "Oh, that's pretty strange cuz then even a walk-in clinic is kind of impossible." Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: it's Toronto. It's busy, busy time there. Yeah. So it's always busy there. But hey, it's free.
1: It is. It is <laughs> free. <laughs> so that like, so you know, come if we're if you're here, you your your whole life has been spent here. Yeah, I see where you're at with like you you hate the healthcare because there's something wrong with it. Oh, but I first, don't hate so- the
0: healthcare. People hate it. I don't.
1: Oh, other people. I mean, the other people, especially okay, the ones yeah. who are like here, here. You know, mm-hmm. born, raised, Canadians. everything. Canadians, I see why they wouldn't appreciate that because they've never seen the other side of the world mm-hmm. where you line up for three days at 2 a.m., right? And sleeping on a box. Oh, sleeping on boxes.
0: <laughs> like, get out of here, bro. I, like, <laughs> it drives me nuts. Which is, does that make you grateful that you have that other side of perspective?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because every little thing is a gift. You, appre- you definitely appreciate life more because you mm-hmm. see what you, you already know what you don't have and that you got because you're just in a pr- very very nice privileged country.
0: Mhm. T- trust me, every day I'm grateful.
1: I am. Like everybody's complaining about the traffic and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's the snow is beautiful."
0: <laughs> like yeah, speaking of traffic, I was stuck in traffic before I get home and I was stuck I drove for like an hour or something and I always say like, "Yo, you're not in Manila." I know, yeah. It'll take you three hours.
1: Try commuting in Manila. It's insane.
0: You know, like that's one thing I'm grateful for sometimes. You know, I'm privileged and I've been living here for a long time and sometimes I forget. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is talk to one of my cousins and they'll be like, well, we don't know if we're going to eat tomorrow or whatnot. I'm (laughs) like, okay. I know, I see. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, good. I am grateful
1: it, you are now <laughs> grounded.
0: <laughs> I love that, you know before you moved to Canada though, what were you doing professionally?
1: um I was first a ground stewardess for Qatar Airways. What is that it's the It's the one who do the the check-in agents. Oh, okay, the one who right. issue your boarding passes in Manila okay, okay. Airport. That's that's actually how I got. I first got into voice acting because I used to announce the lost baggages and the missing people. No way. <laughs> yeah, You're they, that used those? to be my. I'm one of those people who say, you know, passenger for a QR one two nine, blah blah blah. You're missing.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> <Please>. amazing.
1: <laughs> that's where I first got into it. But I was that, and then, unfortunately, it was just too much because I was I was working for sixty hours and only making. Ten thousand pesos a month, a month. Oh
0: my god, bro! You can't afford anything.
1: You can't. You really can't. And remember, I was with old people trying to support a fa- a family of old people and me, and um, trying to make bills. So I said it's not sustainable. We look so pretty though, in, in our like costumes, <laughs> you know, Katara, costumes, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. and everything we do in our high heels. We smile all the time, but you know, mm. we were we were we were earning two hundred and something dollars a month Oof, <laughs> for 60 God. hours a week and it wasn't sustainable so after that i i worked online and i've been working online ever since i've worked in different different areas i i work in marketing social media content creation and currently now i, I still work in marketing and i still do voice acting
0: mm. what have you been online like you freelance
1: yes i do uh, freelance
0: okay that takes balls man
1: oh yeah it, it was it, so many people judged me for it because they don't they don't understand what it means to be working online. They think I have an affam. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's a it's a common misconception in the Philippines where you know if you have money and you're talking to English speaking people online, you're probably just dating a foreigner who's funding yeah. everything.
0: Yeah. It's like a sugar daddy.
1: Like a sugar daddy, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. That... <laughs> Wait, you mentioned that you got into voice acting through the ground stewardess gig. Yeah. Who told you, like, yo, you got a beautiful voice, you should do voice acting?
1: Oh, nobody did. I just I just kind of figured it out myself. Like, oh, because, like, I, I think it was when the moments bega- began where I started announcing the missing people and then other ground stewardesses would actually check on who was speaking. Mm. They checked on me and they were like, who is that? And then they kept telling me I sounded like AI during those <laughs> And that time it wasn't scary when you were told that you sounded AI. AI didn't mm. exist. Mm. But they did say like you sound like a robot. Like this is this has been pre-recorded by a computer. So it sounds nice. And I'm like, really? And then I said, maybe I could I could earn something from this or I can I can build a career out of this. Mm. So that's when it started. So I don't do you know the Philippine National Railways? The PNR train?
0: I know of it, but I've never taken it. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Those, it currently has my voice now.
0: Wow. That, I actually know that because I did some research. How did that work to be the voice of PNR?
1: It was just a passion project. Originally, because so, so many people told me, "Oh, you know what? You sound like a robot. You sound like <laughs> the person who speaks on a train. You sound like the person who speaks on an elevator." And I'm like, "I want to be that elevator person. Why don't I?" So I was just, I rode the PNR because my school was there. Uh, I was studied in PUP, and one of the stations was Santa Mesa. So I saw, I see the PNR all the time for no reason at all i just emailed them it's actually on my youtube channel that whole journey of of messaging them i hunted down the ceo of the pnr and i says yo you know what i'll cut you with a deal i'm trying to get my portfolio together i'm going to give this for you for free okay it was it was a it was real a real passion project and lo and behold they actually did reply and they says for free really for a voice (laughs) actor i'm like we're not gonna complain um so i met with the i forgot i think the project manager or something met with her and then she says okay we're gonna accept your recordings everything blah 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 and then finally the trains came in with my voice and they invited me as a vip like member of the train community or like their 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 party and like now my that my voice is now there.
0: That's amazing. That's so, amazing.
1: Yeah, I f- I feel very very grateful because you know. You know, like I feel like I've contributed something to my country, f- that Hells, that yeah. will that will forever be immortalized.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Unless they decide to change it. By the way, before your voice, what was the voice?
1: Um, just the just the train conductor.
0: He just—he <laughs> was just speaking on
1: the mic like, <laughs> that was the only thing they had
0: earlier that on. Is, okay, did you write the script though? I did. Mm,
1: okay. I, I did and I didn't because I only got that entire script from the safety regulations that PNR released on their website. Mm. But of course it sounds very law-ish. So what I did, I took that and and translated it into customer service train-ish.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got it.
1: So that's how I did it. Yeah. So it's, I sort of didn't, and I sort of did.
0: Mm. I, the only thing I didn't like about that is being a nationalistic, a little bit Filipino, is you see the English first and then the Tagalog after.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it should yeah. be Tagalog first, man.
1: Yeah, you know what? I didn't think about that when we were in Japan. That is what what it is: the Japanese first, and then the English.
0: Yeah, but we're like, are we talking about earlier offline? Is like, sometimes we have the tendency Filipinos that mm-hmm. lives in the Philippines that are we. I don't know. Maybe it's colonial mentality or whatever. Like, we always prioritize English first.
1: Oh, I didn't think about it that way. I was thinking. It's because we are such a, in a a language sense, we are sort of divided, you know, uh, people from the Visayas region, they Mm. wouldn't, they don't want to speak, like they don't speak Tagalog as much and we don't, I can't understand Visayas language as well. So I thought maybe it was just a common ground. That's what I learned during university years, because I got, you know, classmates in university, they come from all different regions. North, South, the middleman, but like a lot of times when I have a Visayas classmate, they would speak like they can't express themselves in Tagalog for me to understand. So what we'll do is we'll speak in a common tongue, English. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, but the train is in the Tagalog area, so speak Tagalog. Yeah,
1: I mean that is true.
0: You know, (laughs) but yes, I I love the Visayan language. I don't speak Visayan, obviously. Mm -hmm. I wish I learned a little bit, Mm. but but. Yes, to, dude, We have to learn English. We have to. Then we have to learn Visay. That's why they're so lucky, like the Visayans and Ilocanos and whatnot, because they have three language automatically. Yes,
1: yeah, they're trilingual.
0: Trilingual. As or like, I don't know if you're, yeah, you Tagalog.
1: Yeah, Tagalog. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Tagalog.
0: like, I'm Tagalog and then English. I'm like, bro, where's the That's other the one? That's
1: the only thing we <laughs> we know. I know. I know I what mean,
0: you mean? I mean my Tagalog is a deep Tagalog, like, because I'm from mm-hmm. Rizal. It's mm-hmm. not because there's Tagalog and Filipino, right? But still, it's pretty much the same language.
1: Mm, yeah, it is. You it
0: know. is. You mentioned your dad earlier. I know your dad is a big influence on you.
1: It is. Yeah, he is.
0: I heard that he's the one that pushed you to be more creative.
1: Yes. Yes. Was he a
0: creative person?
1: Yeah, he was a musician. He was a. Hmm. He. He played eleven instruments. Yeah, he was he was in the string and strings instruments and the what do you call that air? <laughs> the yeah. blowing instruments?
0: What's the word? What's horn? the there's a
1: word for that. Yeah, like the wind horn. instruments. Wind, or the, that's horn. It, wind. Wind, wind, the wind. Wind wind. So he was in strings and he, uh and the wind instruments. So as early as age 3, he was teaching me how to do the piano. Hmm. And pretty soon, learned the guitar, the, the violin, the ukulele. But I but I stopped at strings. I didn't want the wind instruments at all. But he <laughs> was a creative bird. I, I don't know. It, I feel like it's tiring because <laughs> it try. now involves physical effort. You need to <laughs> now. Right? I mean, the 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 strings instruments. You it's just your hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's still effort. But I I understand. I tried to join this like marching band once,
1: mm-hmm. and.
0: I was trying to saxophone. I was like, "Yo, I am not playing Yo, this thing." I,
1: I know it's gonna, it's gonna hurt your head.
0: Yeah, it, like it's, this is not gonna happen. And then fast forward, my eldest plays alto saxophone.
1: Oh, and I'm <laughs> so like,
0: she, I'm like, where Yo, did you get that? Ah, pfft, probably from mom,
1: because <laughs>
0: it's not from me. <laughs> but however, I can play guitar. I've, I'm not a good. I only Mm -hmm. learned because, you know, high school girls.
1: (laughs) They (laughs) love that. They love that.
0: (laughs) Well, I tried, but, you know, then I figured there's 10,000 guys that knows how to play guitar.
1: And you only know (laughs) one song, too. (laughs) And all of you know that same song. (laughs) 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 D-A-G-A. Exactly.
0: But, uh, no, I'm like, I I didn't get into it. Was that your dad's main job uh, as a uh, musician?
1: Oh, he had two jobs in Dubai. He would, His main job was actually uh, drilling bowling balls for the rich people. <laughs> That's a job, you know? I, I didn't know that at the time, but, you know, he... Um, the company would be giving them bowling balls with no holes in it. And then the rich people from, you know, from Dubai, they would come to his shop. And it wasn't his shop. He was an employee. They would come to the shop and they would... He would measure their fingers... And he would even, like, give an assessment on what type of weight of the ball that they need. And then he would drill the holes and pick the ball for them, and off they go. <laughs> wow. I, dude, I thought they're just a hole, and then you put your fingers, and then that's it. <laughs> it. It turns out, well, if you've been to a bowling alley recently, you should notice that, like, different balls has different sizes for the fingers and different weights.
0: I They're just holes for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I put my fingers and then I throw the ball. That's it. That's, That's all it, I know right? About. Did so he play? A... Did he play
1: though? Um, not professionally. Mm. He plays. He ah. plays because he's in the industry, but nothing professional. Mm. So he would be in in bowling and billiards as well. So for the billiards, he knows how to fix manual billiards.
0: Mm, okay, you said that you grew up in Dubai. Up yeah. to what grade six, which yeah, grade for, school, grade, grade six. school, and then you moved to the Philippines. How was yeah. that experience?
1: Oh, it was fun. My first, well, at first I needed. I rem- remember I told you earlier on that the education in the other countries were just far more advanced. So they saw that they actually gave me an assessment and they said, "You're you need to be two to three levels higher." But I was so young, because for me i was just the same age as my peers so they gave me an exam it it consisted of it, it consisted of math science english and tagalog and filipino in the filipino language i passed all three except filipino because i know shit nothing <laughs> about the they were asking me normal questions a first grader would know like what is manga Mm. Or what is... I did not know that because I've never learned Filipino my entire life because I was studying in an international school. We were studying in complete English, UK curriculum. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what it was pangabay. I didn't know... I Until now, I, didn't, I don't even know what that is. I still
0: don't know what pangabay is, okay?
1: <laughs> See, I know. We never learned. But anyway, because I didn't pass, they didn't accelerate me and I stayed with my peers, which is actually, for me, is great because if I had studied two more levels higher than that, I would get stuck at Filipino and I'd be dumb, like dumb, dumb about the Philippine history because I'm so glad that I took everything that I needed to take at least to learn about a little bit about the Philippines. But my first day was the most enjoyable about my school because I think they introduced, like I was late for school because um, school in the Philippines starts at June, whereas the others in the world starts at September. Uh, or at least in my time. And so I was very late, like two months late to go to school for the Philippines. So I went anyway. And I think the teachers kind of knew, knew that I was coming in because they were accepting a new international student, blah, 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 blah. So they prepared the entire class of my forthcoming. They said, you know, there's a, there's a woman coming in from way back, way from Dubai. She knows no Tagalog, which is completely untrue because i grew up with my parents speaking to me in complete tagalog so mm. i wouldn't forget in no, the household awesome. i would speak english in, in school but at home it would be pure tagalog so i and you know, speak tagalog
0: at home and i, I speak okay. tagalog at home okay
1: and then so but my teachers made it to the entire class and were like i didn't speak any tagalog at all so i came there and then everybody was talking to me in English, and I thought, "Oh, this is a, this is an English school." I didn't realize that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody was like, "Hey, how are you? Um, where are you from? Uh, do you know? Do you know where you where you where you live?" Like, like they were like that to me, and I said, "Oh, I, this is cool. I didn't know the people in the Philippines had English schools." <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so for like the entire week, they were speaking to me in pure English, not know- me not knowing that they can speak Tagalog also. And at the end of the week, homeroom teacher comes in and he, she asks me, Hey, Vivian, Kamusta ka? Kamusta yung linggo mo? And I completely answered, Okay na okay po. Sobrang bait. I, I was saying, Sobrang bait po ng mga classmates ko. Which means, like, my classmates are so great. And then the whole class looks at me like, she speaks Tagalog all along.
0: <laughs> she, they're like this fuck, like, bro, bro.
1: I'm dying over here, man. Um, blood's been running down through my nose the entire week. Never. And and then they were like, "You speak Tagalog?" And like, "You guys speak Tagalog too?" <laughs> 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 I thought you only you only spoke spoke English. That's funny. So great That's experience.
0: Awesome. Okay. Of course, you're like the special. Oh, she's from Dubai. Blah blah blah. Was there like some hate towards you? Like, oh, look at this fancy she, from Dubai. <laughs>
1: um, I don't think so because we were such a, at a young age where that didn't matter. You know, it's we're, we're at the, that preteen moment where those things doesn't really matter as much as long as you, well, there's a new playmate kind of thing, right? You
0: went to the good school because I promise Do you, you in my so? school. Yeah, in, I remember we had these two Koreans that went to our school. And they only go to the English class because they want to learn English, you know? And mm-hmm. even then, I was, I was decent in English, you know? I can, have a, I can carry a conversation. And they like me because they can converse with me. But mm-hmm. my friends are idiots. They're teaching them, you know, the swearing and yeah. whatever else, you that's know? How the,
1: that's how you, you do it with, with
0: foreigners, right? I don't. I don't teach them the... <laughs> the I was like, I was just con- conversing with them. And then the girl starts getting mad at me. They're like, oh, you're teaching them the bad words, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, I ain't doing nothing. I'm just talking to them. These guys are teaching them. Mm -hmm. So the next day, I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I don't want to sit on the same spot. I sat down like far away, like the back of the room. So they sat down to the same spot where I was supposed to be. And they're like looking for me, you know? I'm like, hey, where's Aaron? That's so sad. I'm like, where's Aaron? I'm like... I'm like, oh, I'm here because I'm I get in trouble from the girls because of you because uh, I'm teaching you guys. And then what you know what happens? The teacher forced me to sit beside him. <laughs> no, you have to sit them with him. I'm like, all right, cool. But you know, people are people gets jealous.
1: Oh, maybe I didn't know about that because I was in that position. I mm. mean, the Koreans wouldn't necessarily know what was going on. I would think.
0: I don't think they care, right? They just walk exactly. The
1: I guess for me, that was my point of view as well. Like, I don't think I care because I just got here. Mm, you know, maybe okay. it was the same thing that I was experiencing. So maybe there was, and I just I was completely oblivious. Maybe,
0: maybe. I
1: did. I did experience bullying. Mm. Um, because I was from Dubai, they always called me a camel for no reason <laughs> crazy so like that became my nickname <laughs> oh look the camel's coming so but to me i i just there are no camels where i live you know i mean they're like far away but you know you guys wouldn't know so you know what go ahead <laughs>
0: yeah that did, did it bother you
1: um no not really mm. not as much not as much
0: because I remember I was listening to your podcast, Yenny Bells Talks, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Breakfast with breakfast, breakfast talk with with Yenny, Yenny Bells, Yenny Bells yeah. which I love. <laughs> it's so professional, by the way. I was listening to you. I'm like, yo, I will, I could never do that. I'm just like, anyways, what I'm trying to get at is mm-hmm. one of the episodes that you did was the comment from your family or uh, friends that like you reach all this amazing thing. You graduate college, this and that and then the first time you saw them and they made a comment, Tumabaka.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Which
0: means you got fat. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you?
1: <laughs> well, it's annoying. It's annoying, <laughs> very annoying. Like it's, it's so, like I said in that same podcast where I can't believe that's the only thing you guys noticed. <laughs> You know, I don't want. I don't want to say. I don't know if you guys are are that shallow, and I just didn't notice, Mm. or you're just jealous. (laughs) Yeah. So, but it is. It is. But I learned that it is like a a Filipino trait.
0: Yeah. Like it's so
1: common. It's so common. But when when me and my husband went for a vacation like three months ago, Mm. I guess it's because we've been here for like three years now that. It's unusual for you to hear that in, in Canada. Like, people be like, you. W-. in the Philippines, when I had colored hair, they would think I'm so weird. Here, when I had colored hair, one woman, I swear you not, one woman was chasing the bus where I was at just to shout, your hair looks good. <laughs> and like, oh, what? that's so sweet.
0: Yeah, that is sweet.
1: But everybody, everybody appreciates the the creativity here. Everybody appreciates your your individual personality. Unlike mm-hmm. in the Philippines, you're supposed to act a certain way. So when me and my husband went back for a vacation, and they all kept saying the same things: "Oh my god, you're you're so fat now," and I can't believe you have you're blonde. Um, it's so weird for you to is everything. It doesn't affect me as much as it did anymore. Cause cause now I've I've grown in a place where like. It didn't matter. They're looking at you because you're a person, you have your individual creativity, you have something to offer. In the Philippines, they're not that way. I don't know why though.
0: It's collectivism. We're very collective. Collectiv- yeah. Can
1: you tell me about that?
0: It's the idea of we you have to be with us or else we're not going to survive.
1: Uh-huh. You know like oh. you ha-
0: it's group thinking, you know. Like because we're from from uh, small villages we mm-hmm. have to stick together. You cannot be doing anything weird. You're going to color your hair different because that's not the, that's not the rule of the group. You know, oh. in, in, But in the West, it's very individualistic. So you can, be, you can color your hair blonde if you want to. You can color it purple if you want to. You can have ear piercing. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's, she's trying to uh, express herself. Express herself. Yeah. But in the Philippines, you can't.
1: I never saw it that way. Hey,
0: listen, I probably mistake that. Mm -hmm. You might have to read something because I shoot from the hip, you know? I don't, I just talk, Mm -hmm. I don't think.
1: (laughs) No, no, it's good. It's good because it's the first time I've I've heard a different take on that. Because when I talk to that with other people, they always say it's because of crab mentality.
0: That's a little bit of it too, obviously. Yeah, like I don't, but crab mentality is, I would say, I would think it's based from collectivism. Mm-hmm. You cannot go... Oh, you cannot go to Canada. It's dangerous there. You have to mm-hmm. stay with us.
1: Yeah. I see what you're at. I see.
0: We need to stick together or we're not going to survive.
1: And anybody that looks different isn't part of us. Exactly. Kind of, kind of thinking. I see.
0: Exactly, you know? Well. However, when you say about the... the You got fat comment. It is one of our... I, I'm split on this because... This is our culture to say someone that you got fat. For me, sometimes it's just a comment, because as you, I don't know if you know, but back in the days in the Philippines, I don't know, before the Spanish or whatever, Mm -hmm. if you're chunky, if you're fat, it means you're rich. I
1: do know that, yeah. You got food, right? You own the rice and everything the rice yeah. fields and they would get fat and that, that is a sign of wealth.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it that's based on that.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: actually a compliment to say you got fat. Oh, but, uh, okay. But if you put the Western idea of you got fat, making fun of me, that's when the clash, I feel like mm-hmm. the clash of culture is like you're Filipino and you're thinking a Western way, like, oh, no, you know, like, you're attacking me. So, yes, sometimes it is an attack. But sometimes i are like, eh. I remember the first time I dated my wife. Mm-hmm. She's Canadian. Okay. I, I told her, I said, yo, we're going to, go to my family. Someone might say something about your weight. Do not take it offense. It's just a comment because I promise you the next line will say, have you eaten? Right? <laughs> it's that it's, it's that it's the way. It's like, oh, tumabaka, kumain canaba. Like it doesn't make sense, but that's how they do it. But for me, it's like the Western idea of like, oh, oh, they say that and then they tell me to eat. Like, yeah, because you're looking at it in the Western lens. You're not looking at a Filipino lens. Because mm-hmm. to for you know how we show love? Food. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hospitality.
1: Like, we don't everything.
0: even say hi. We don't know how to say hi. <laughs> how do we say hi?
1: Kain <laughs> ka? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> they, like, come here, eat or drink or whatever. We don't even say, you know, if you walk, walk in a Filipino house, they would not say hi to you.
1: No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They would, Definitely. like, completely say, come in, come in, come in. You should sit down. What do you want? Coffee, yeah. bread, whatever. We'll offer you whatever we have in the fridge.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyways, <clears throat> I want to ask this question going back to your voiceover thing what's the weirdest offer that you have ever uh offered to doing a voiceover
1: the weirdest i don't um hmm. i have so many weird weirdest things Hmm. but i must say there are some sexual content (laughs) i think i think it's the same for a lot of creative people Mm. That they're like, I would say like digital artists. Mm. I talked to my friend about this before, and I says I told her about how some men would ask me to say certain lines, and then just in a very sexual way. No, and way. they would pay. They would pay like five, ten times more.
0: Girl, that ca- go get that cash, girl.
1: I know, because I and to me, it's like it's fine because they don't see my face. I don't mm. show my face at all. It's completely just voice. I guess now that I think about it, the weirdest one that I had, I had this client whose girlfriend passed away. Uh. It was so sad. Mm. And he asked, and then he found me on my website. And he says, um, you sound so much like my girlfriend. She gave me a, a, a letter before she left the world because she had cancer or something can I read it in her voice? And she, he showed me some videos that he and his girlfriend had. And, um, I, I tried to match the cadence of the girl and how she spoke and how, uh, cause you're a voice actor, you kind of, you just, you just have that talent of just like absorbing the soul of whoever you want and blah, blah, blah. And then I spoke that. And I guess that would be the, for me would be weird for me. Cause the, you're trying to say to me, it's a, can you speak in a dead girl's voice? You know, I feel yeah. like that couldn't be replicated at all. But
0: yeah.
1: I wouldn't say it would be weird. In a, uh, I, I'm trying to say that as a like a compliment. Like mm. I think that's the that's the strangest thing i request I've ever had.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd say strange, yeah. not weird. Not weird. I would say that too. That remind me of that um, Black Mirror episode there's which one of that i love the one that the the boyfriend passed away and then she was talking on the phone with him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean something like that you know obviously yours is recorded you cannot retort to him (laughs) yeah but what if he offer you like yo girl i gotta call you every hour like one hour every day (laughs) i I wouldn't because that would be
1: so disrespectful right what if
0: it's like big cash you know what i'm saying Oh man, Uh, my morals are strong.
1: (laughs) My morals are strong, but definitely those sexual content, I do get those once in like once in a while, and I I always say yes because there's just there's there's cash
0: in that, and even my artist friends. What do you mean, like sexual content? Like you just have to say something and then that's it?
1: It's uh, therapeutic, so it's it's more on a meditation type. Mm. It's a meditation script. But the script that you're reading is more on empowering the man who's
0: hearing oh, your voice. I get it. Like, oh, you're so big. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It hey, is. It hey, is. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, secure the bag, girl. Secure, secure the bag. It.
1: I'm not showing my face. It's just my voice. I could easily say that's not me.
0: <laughs> hey, they can say whatever they want to say, they're not paying your bills.
1: They ain't. They ain't. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> That is so, so other than with your voiceover and you do other creative things, how do you find the balance?
1: Oh, I go out and eat during the weekend. Definitely my husband is my balancing. Like he balances me so because I work at home. So I work at home. I do my content at home and I also play at home. So 16 hours a day. Easy, easily I'll be at in front of my computer because everything every aspect of my of my life revolves around the computer so during the weekends I completely shut off no one could message me I just look at my Instagram maybe once once in a while but never for work and my husband would bring me to different places and he would balance that would be my balance
0: how about social life
1: oh it's mostly online friends. I I'm not I'm not a very social person. I don't enjoy loud parties.
0: Well, you don't have you don't need to go to the party. At least you can have one or two friends.
1: Oh yeah, we have one or two friends. Well, it's mostly my husband's friends. Because <laughs> like I said, I work Those online. Those are not your friends,
0: I promise you. I,
1: I know, but I work online. I do everything online. You you don't really meet people by staying online. Yeah. You know? I have to really go out, but then I don't have office mates, right, like physically to bond with, to tell my stories with. Even the things that I do creatively will really make me isolated. So, but you're definitely right. The first few years of me being in Canada because I was away from my mom, and now I'm completely here in Canada without her, and which means everything is online and my husband goes to work like, I don't know, 10 hours a day. I was depressed for like, a, a good year and or two, and my husband would come home, and I was like, every time he comes home, I'd be crying, <laughs> crying, and he was like, "I'm so sorry, you're feeling this way." And then, and then he he bought me so many stuffed animals because he's trying. Because I don't know, he was trying to find. He was doing his best. Yeah, he was doing his best, but I what think what sweetheart. really, yeah, he's he's the best. He he really is, and um, I think the best. Uh, solution to everything because now i'm not feeling that way anymore i got a dog i don't you heard i don't know if you heard him like barking right next to me earlier on but he definitely saved me a lot this time (laughs) Mm,
0: that's awesome where do you find inspiration for your contents
1: people and things definitely
0: Hmm. i
1: see i see beauty in everywhere i think I think you know this too. As a content creator, you you tend to look at things more appreciatively than a normal person would. I think so. Because you see everything and um, you're an artist. You mentioned to me earlier on, you're
0: doing art. And I like to think I am, but not, I don't call myself Even
1: an though, even though, even though, you, if you do art, you look at things very differently because you tend to see... How does the snow fall from the roof? How does the flower sway in the wind? or how you know it's one of those things. And as a content creator, I I look at everything and there's always content. So merely me uh, for example, I'm just I'm just trying to pour milk in my glass, right? I'm just trying to pour milk. That small moment of me pouring milk will take me so much imagination. I would think about the truck driver who got my milk here. I would think about the cow and the person who was milking the cow or actually even maybe maybe not. Maybe it was a machine because mm-hmm. <laughs> I it's saw it. Now. Uh, it's a machine now. They but the boop, people, boop. yeah, they just line up the cows now. and <laughs> But the people who do that as well. And then those people going back to their homes after milking the cow, you know, now it becomes a whole new appreciation for just me pouring my milk and I'm just talking about the milk. I'm not even done with like, oh my God, who did my glass? <laughs> so there I um so that's the inspiration, everything. How beautiful people, like you like you have you have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have a podcast that talks about immigrants. Hmm. And I bet there's a passion behind that. As to why why are you sharing our story? Why is it? Because you saw you saw inspiration somewhere. Ah,
0: I just love talking to people. (laughs) One on one, one on one, not parties.
1: But why would you like talking to people? Because I love stories. You you love stories because you find something beautiful about the people. Yeah. And so when you ask me where do you get inspiration? Inspiration is everywhere when you're doing art. When you're doing content. It's everywhere. You look at something and you're like, oh my God, everything around me is so beautiful.
0: Mm, amen. Do you deliberately create videos with the intention of making it viral?
1: No, not at all. My intention is is to share the story. And if it goes viral, I don't even think about virality as much. It just happens sometimes. But no, it's for me, my core... Is to just post a story because I love telling stories. As I'm, I, I'm very talkative when I'm one one-on-one interviews like this. But as well as I love giving value to other people as well. Maybe they need some, to learn something. I want to give that to them. So that is my reason. Even if one person just likes it, even if one person just says, "Oh, I want to, I want to." I want to learn that as well, blah, blah, blah. That is enough for me. That is the only thing I want. Sharing I, love that
0: you, I love that you said that. So, I have i do also have a YouTube channel, but I don't show my face because I'm not pretty like you.
1: You don't need to be pretty for a YouTube channel.
0: Anyways, <laughs> but- <laughs> but anyway. I, I do have some videos there, but I have one listener on YouTube. Her name is Helen W. Shout out. girl This girl or woman or whatever. Yo, this woman, I appreciate. She always comments, puts heart to likes. I'm like, yo, girl, I got you, girl. I got right? you this week.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even matter about like m- the money that comes with, you know, quote, quote, content creation. It doesn't even matter. As long as there's just one person you touch with the things that you create, That are, that's, like, enough, isn't it?
0: That's it. It's just like... <laughs> that's but it. also, I you know, interviewing people, I start having like friends online mm-hmm. you know like which is i'm so grateful for like i'm a platform I, you know like i if i go to new york i know people there i'm gonna be all right there mm-hmm. you know if i go to i don't know even in london mm-hmm. i could go there and i will be taken care of i know you know that's one thing i love about it somebody mentioned to me when i started starting this was oh you're tra- you're creating a um uh what are you call what's the word uh you know when people are connected. A network?
1: That's
0: uh, it. I told you I'm not that smart. <laughs> network. <A> network. Okay. <laughs> network. And I'm like, I never thought of it that way. But I guess so. Technically, I am creating a network, but I like you said, like we create things because we create things, not because oh, I might get something from it.
1: No, not at all. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? That but okay. Of course we also want people to see our creations. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel heartbroken when you post a video that you spend so much time or whatever it is, and then you get like one like?
1: (laughs) I mean, I used to. But it's no longer like that. I mean, I've I've been doing content creation for like nine years now, started on YouTube and then just evolved ev- everywhere else. I used to be so hurt by that. Because, oh my <laughs> God, I spent so much time creating this th- this masterpiece and I, I've been re-watching it by myself and sometimes that view is just me. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> and then and you watch it again
0: and then becomes two because it was you again.
1: No, it was me again.
0: <laughs> That's no, funny. I don't get
1: hurt by that anymore because I've changed how I look at why I post things. I guess it's the purpose. Like you said, you know, an art uh, an artist will create art not because, you know, not because they're going to sell it. Sometimes you just like drawing while you're at a coffee shop for no absolute reason. Hmm. Right? And that's the thing with content creation as well. Sometimes we just want to create because we can't, we just can't stand all these ideas in our head and nobody is seeing it. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, 100%. I used to write a lot. And sometimes I'm not even thinking. I'm mm-hmm. literally sitting down watching, I don't know, a cupcake sh- show. And then this poem will come to me and I'm like, oh, shit, I have to write this now. I have no choice. And I have to get up, write it down because I have no choice anyway.
1: Yeah, because you're just going to suffer, man, if you just keep it to yourself. You have to, you have to release it somehow. And for me, that's content creation for me. Like I saw that I saw this restaurant. It's so beautiful. It has these Filipino products and it has this Filipino owner and so many people are eating it. So many, like, I have to make a video about it. It's it's mm-hmm. great. And that's it.
0: Where do you think inspiration's from? Do you think it's from the divine or it's from you?
1: Oh um, I think it's from all within us, the way we see things. I think that's where inspiration comes from.
0: Okay. Yeah, because sometimes you're just like sitting down, you're not doing anything, and just it comes in and it you just envelops you, and you're like, it's like this fire inside you that I have to do this or else you have I don't to know. finish it. You feel like you're gonna die or something.
1: Oh my gosh, I that is exactly what I keep saying. <laughs> it feels like you're gonna explode if you don't, if you just don't release it. And other people who are not in the content creation, uh, space. They don't get that. You know, they think we're doing these TikToks to get viral. We're doing this, you know, if if I wanted to go viral, I would have been just naked on a, on a TikTok. You know, that's what they think. They all think it's about the views. They all think it's about monetization. It just, that comes naturally. But we're just creating because we want to create. That's all.
0: Yeah, it's this is what we do and if there's some money that comes in that's awesome if not well you know what i'm gonna do this anyway anyway you know exactly i was listening to one of the podcasts i don't know i forgot which one it was but the guy said if you want to know what you really love to do is ask yourself if you're the only person in the world would you still do it
1: oh that's a great insight
0: like, would you still create? Would you still write? Would you still lift weight? Would you st- whatever you do, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna still write because I think I have no choice. Because when it comes in, it comes in anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, the podcast is not. <laughs> it's, it, not
1: it's not feasible because of, yeah, if
0: because there's
1: nobody there
0: <laughs> to talk to, I, but however, I could still do podcasts by myself.
1: I think it's the same for me. I think I would still. Have stories to tell, because earlier on I was t- telling you about. Do you notice how the how the snow falls from the roof or the or the flowers sway in the wind? Isn't it beautiful? I think that alone, even if I was the only person in the world, I would still see that and be like, "That is crazy. That's beautiful."
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with that because you have no choice as a creative. It just mm-hmm. it happens. It happens. Looking ahead, are there any upcoming projects or themes you're excited to explore?
1: Oh yeah, um currently I have a I have a separate Facebook page. Right now, it, I'm not I'm not as much promoting it because it's more about teaching the Filipinos how to get to Canada. Because Mm. I was in that, you know, I feel like you become the hero you needed. (laughs) You know, that was one of of those things. So uh, it's currently at like 41,000 followers now.
0: Congratulations.
1: It exploded because I don't know why. I don't know why. But anyway, so I'm looking forward to that, growing that, and seeing how I could help more people. I think it's more of helping. And right now on my Instagram, my views... Like my core principles changed from I'm just creating content to I also want to help other people blow up. I also want to help other other people other businesses be exposed because now you're looking at it in the eyes of a, a new immigrant. So everything that I taste, everything that I experience is really just genuine because I've never seen it before. <laughs> so if I don't like a product, I would actually say it on my vlog. So businesses have been like messaging me and I choose carefully which ones I work with. So in the next few weeks, there would be different restaurants that are, it's actually happening right now. I started with um, Bao Mama, if you watched that video. And in the next few weeks, there will be more upcoming restaurants that I was fortunate enough to be experiencing and interviewing the people behind the scenes. So in hopes of not just me sharing my experience but also sharing the story the of the beautiful people who built that establishment.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you get the free food?
1: Uh, yes, I, I did get free food, but even if I did, you know, there were there are some restaurants that I was offered uh some free food. I would very I would honestly word it in a way, not very rude, if I didn't like the food, I would not say Oh my god, it tastes so good! I'm not gonna be like that. I would say it's affordable. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that's your but... Canadian side. Because <laughs> you can't. I mean, these these. I mean, for me, I'm just like, oh my god, these people just offered me free food, and now I'm gonna te- I'm gonna say.
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, if it's garbage, I'm like, yo, this is garbage, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know? But yeah, that's your uh, you're becoming slowly becoming Canadian.
1: Yes, I, I yeah, I I guess I am slowly. Experiencing what it is to become Canadian.
0: Yeah, it's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing. You gotta get a lot of hate from it, but it's a beautiful thing. I remember. Oh, I, I still remember the moment when it happened to me, mm-hmm. like the exact moment. Because I was I've been living here for a long time, and then, you know, I, I've struggled with this question: like, are you a Canadian? Are you Filipino? Are whatever. Filipino? Yeah. You know. And I don't know if you remember. Well, you weren't. here. I don't think you're here. But uh, the, they call it the golden goal when the Canadian hockey team won the gold in uh, Vancouver. And I was okay. watching the whole time, the uh, the game, the the whole time they're they're what uh, they're playing, and they and Sidney Crosby scored the goal, and I was just jumping like, you know, like <laughs> we just won the gold, and I just stopped to myself I'm like. Oh, who shit, am I? I'm, I'm like, who is... Like, I don't even care about hockey. I don't care about hockey, man. <laughs> but why am I so happy for Canada? And I just realized, oh, shit, I'm Canadian.
1: I am Canadian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's it. Like, but if people calls me, ask me, like, are you Canadian, are you Filipino? I'm like, well, I'm ethnically Filipino, you know, but I'm also Canadian. I'm like, it's like water. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm with Filipinos, oh, I'm Filipino. I'm I would be <laughs> like, thick accent and everything, you know. I change up my accent change up your attitude change up the humor exactly which i love and i miss but yeah anyways i think we're there before we Mm -hmm. close out do you have any last remarks or anything you would like to say
1: um please do listen and subscribe to an immigrant's life and see the beauty of you know the, the immigrants here in Canada or wherever you are in the world and see the duality of our personalities clash and collide together and see that beauty of how we speak, how our minds think and how weird it is we are in this like limbo state of being one or the other, but not both at the same time.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. That's very so kind of you. Before we close up, why don't you say your if you want to promote anything or you know, your handle or your Facebook, say the Facebook. Why yeah. are you saying the Facebook? I'm
1: sorry, I, I just feel so shy because this is your this is your podcast. But thank you. Okay. Um, if you if you want to check out all my links to my Facebook, even my business pages, if you want to order voiceover from me, if you need to contact me as a business owner that needs some promotion or anything, you can just find all of those links at www.com dot scom or that's www.yennybells.com and find all of my links there.
0: Excellent. Yenny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your time. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Have a good evening. Good evening. Bye. Again, Yenny, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you listeners for listening. This is Erin Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life.